Uh, what's up, everybody? It's been, man, it's been two weeks, two and a half weeks, maybe. I know, uh, but if we talked about that, that I had, I had like super busy two weeks coming up with the Travis Manning Foundation, um, one of my top clients, and we had, we had figured that out ahead of time, but, um, it's good to be, I've been thinking about like, oh man, I got to get back on, I got to get back on a podcast or I got to get building a consistency and, um, it's been, it was an awesome, it was an awesome two weeks, man. I just, just talking about leadership and helping people and just exposing different ideas and ways of thinking and philosophies and whatnot about <clears throat> life and growth and being better, what it is to be a leader, strategies, theories, the whole nine yards, you know, and, um, but man, Super exhausting, you know, two groups back-to-back, uh, five, six days at a time, just really. And then um, somewhere somewhere right in the middle, caught the crud. And so it just really, it did everything it could to try to wipe me out, man. And I think it would have been, I think it would have been worse. It would have been worse if I didn't have the responsibility and the obligations that I had, it would have been easy to just be a little, little bitch and, you know, maybe tap out or, or give in, yield a little bit more or whatever, whatever it is. But, um, I didn't have that luxury, you know? And so I just had to keep grinding and fight through it. But it, um, well, and then afterwards, and after everybody left, I like, I just crashed, you know, Nicole had it and, um, just absolutely crashed and a function of that would be also like coming off of a two-week event where you're just all in 100 percent emotionally you know there's a crash and then um but like man i just so fatigued and even for a while like just walking up the stairs would win me and i'd have to take a nap and just light yard work just to clean up small stuff that would just wipe me out, man, and there was a couple of days there where I was getting 14 hours, 16 hours of sleep, laying in bed, and also taking a two, three-hour nap, it's like, how do you how do you fit that much rest in a 24-hour window, man, but, uh, I don't know, coming out the other side, but it got me thinking, got me thinking, like, when you don't have the luxury, how strong we can be, and it's like... Yeah, there's something there. There's something there for people. There's something there in my leadership talking and in like mindset strategy development stuff. It's if you don't have the luxury to to quit, how much farther you can go or to yield, like how much how much more you won't bend. It's interesting and I think about that a lot, like in terms of resiliency, but um whether it's because you're sick or whether you just don't have the opportunity or the time or the luxury, whatever it is, it's, it makes you wonder how bad things really are, how bad you make things out to be, you know, because, <clears throat> you know, it was right after, right after everybody left, went home, was when it was like, oh man, I can't do anything anymore. Nothing changed, you know, but just had that room to breathe and sit and I got really grumpy too. I was frustrated, frustrated with my lack of drive or 
my my aloofness towards just life in general just couldn't get aroused to do anything um it's total like almost vegetative man and eh, grumpy and of course like the world doesn't stop because you're having a two week event or because you're feeling sick or something and so you know after the event like two weeks of my life were put on hold so i've got all that backed up and for some reason it was like the world people in it something just wanted to put excessive demands or attention on me it's just like everybody wanted to have a phone call have a meeting have a this have a that have a get together stop by and visit oh and then you know i check i log into facebook for the first time in like a week i checked in once in the middle and it's like yeah 140 something freaking messages and i'm just like ah it's not nothing against any individual because they don't know but you know, I'm trying to go through some Instagram stuff, and it's like, hey, and and no, I'd hope that people listening know me better. Like, no, I'm not just, I'm not on that social media stuff just for the social media stuff. Like, I'm using it for to drive business and stay in touch, and I'm using it. I've managed, negotiated with myself, like to use it in constructive ways, and it's just, I'm just like, man, I wish I would didn't didn't even have it, but I know that that's not, that's not true because I have it for a reason. Like, there's a reason why I don't do LinkedIn. Now, everybody's like, oh, you should do some LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah, I know. There's, it's a great platform, a professional level. And I've actually looked. I've got over 2,000-something messages on LinkedIn. And I'm just, it just, it's like, yeah, I've, I've just got really grumpy. Everybody wants something from me. Everybody is just, and it was unfair, but how my mood started to, affect my attitude and my outlook and where my head would go and what I thought was rational thinking and I just you know, I got in a funk and then that builds into a funk and then you have all these responsibilities around the house for to clean up and to do this and do that and to get caught up and another event coming up in two weeks, another event coming up next week, you know, and just feeling overwhelmed preparing for that sniper adventure challenge with Castro and I just wanted to do well. I want I want to do better than well. I want to I want to fucking crush that thing. I want to walk onto that stage and uh, make a statement. You know, I don't know whether however ambitious that is or not, but I want to I want to just um, yeah, I want to go for it. You know, why not? But anyways, <clears throat> so that's where I've been the last week. And I think like, so. What's what's what am I talking about? Why am I even sharing this on on the who you? Like, I don't know. Um, I thought it was interesting that that whole relationship between not having time or luxury to be sick or ill or feel sorry for yourself, and then you don't. But then when you do have that gap in that window of how effectual that feeling might be and and impact you, you know, and I just felt, like today actually I feel settled, like I'm really just starting to, it's the first time where I could run an errand, come back, do a couple chores, do some working on a computer, and not feel like I needed a four-hour nap. And I, I feel like this really cool piece right now. No pressure to respond to anybody or to engage or to be super proactive or hypervigilant. And at the same time, I'm not totally absent. I'm just doing my stuff and chipping things away, getting things done. And I just have this really cool, mellow feeling um, 
I wouldn't say I'm 100% better either, but, but like, it's interesting <clears throat> how that flows, and I caught myself, uh, like, f- fuck writing a book, why am I writing a book, and Connor wanted to come up and talk, so we did that, and it's like my mood, not letting the mood have majority vote, I've talked about it before, and just was really aware, like, don't make any big decisions, don't make life decisions, don't, while you're feeling this way, just know that it's, it's transitory, and wait, just ride it out, know it, whether you, you know, rationally tell yourself that, and just commit to that, whether you're, you're rational or not, about the moods that you're in, or what you're feeling, and I uh, really, really get to practice that this week, but anyways, I don't know, whether it's an interesting conversation or not, but I'm so far behind on, on my rowing training, and what's funny is my Omega Wave stuff, oh, I got a I got an email or text message from Eric who's running our, watching all of our performance stuff and for the team and helping us prep for this race. And uh, he pinged me. He's like, hey, Tosh, like, your numbers are looking really fucking wild right now. Like, what's going on? Get some rest, something, something. Slow your training down. And I just replied back. I'm like, hey, I don't have the luxury to slow down right now. I'm in the middle of a of an event. I don't, I don't, I just don't have it. I don't have opportunity to take naps. I don't have opportunity to, to not be 100% all in. I just got to keep fighting. But it was interesting how the Omega Wave saw what was going on. And uh, he he reached out yesterday and said, hey, your numbers are looking a lot better. How are you feeling? And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling better. It's 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 pretty cool stuff, that Omega Wave thing. Um, just fortunate to have have them on, a, on our team, sponsors. But... <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, that that whole thing's interesting too. Do you use it to to dictate how you're going to feel or do you use it as another piece of information for being smart about doing what you're going to do in spite of how you feel? That's that's my big thing with this whole everybody with their whoop and watching, oh, my heart rate's too high, I can't do this, or oh, my this, or oh, my body battery's too low, or this or that, my strain levels, whatever. And it's like, yeah, hey, they're beholden to that and then their little device is driving them to do or not do. And I th- I think it's all garbage. It's all garbage. And the Omega Wave 2 would be garbage if, if you had that outlook with it, right? That it's driving you, it's telling you, and it's reinforcing. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not what I'm using it for. And, you know, I, th- I threw the whoop away after giving it a good four weeks of use and just was like, yeah, hey, what, what is it telling me? I'm, nothing. It's, <laughs> it's just a gimmick. And I was using the Garmin and watching the Garmin, and, and, I, and I, there's some things with the Garmin that I like, you know, um, to see. But it's data that's part of a bigger picture. It's not just like, oh, well, my battery, my body battery is five, so I must take a nap or not work out for two days, or oh, it says I need 72 hours of recovery, like so. I guess I'm going to be a a schlep for the next 72. Hours. Like, no, that's not. That's not how it's. De- well, whether whether it's designed to use it that way or not, I don't I don't know, but. I find that it's supremely limiting, and people that use it that way are just absent. But what it's nice is, like, this this Omega Wave is, if you're using it as a data point with other data points, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, so subjective, but also, like, hey, this is the sleep I'm getting, and this is the this is what my training is looking like, and my performance is doing this. I'm not using, I'm not using my numbers to give me an excuse to be a little bitch, right? And that's what I see. I see a lot of people using their little numbers on their thing to, to be little bitches. 
or to to put limitations on things. And I don't. I think it's something to be smarter about what you're doing, and then be able to be proactive and choose how to continue doing given this new information. That's that's where the value is to me. But anyways, it was pretty cool that the Omega Wave was validating all the stuff that I was feeling and how I was feeling and <clears throat> what I could still do in spite of or despite of or whatever the word is to of the of the technology saying stop. You can still keep going, still keep doing you know, and then and reminding reminding yourself like, yeah, this this thing's not telling you what to do. It's it's advising you on what when when doing things at a certain level of exertion is most efficient or more efficient or less efficient or a better time or a worse time, it, but it's not it's not meant to be making the decisions for you, you know. And somebody smart might disagree, but I tell them to go fuck themselves because because they 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 were invested in the equipment. But yeah, it's input, it's data. Anytime you just don't take single single sources of data to to drive decisions, you, you should be collecting multiple things and then assimilating that data and information in your head. Like that's called critical thinking. That's the biggest critique against a lot of people in the world that just kind of walk through the world today just doing what they're told or doing and yeah they're not they're just absent of a lot of critical thinking but um anyways i don't know why i went down that, that avenue but what i wanted to talk about because i've been thinking about it a lot uh the discussions that i've had with with the travis manning groups just some great people too getting to know these people and <clears throat> you know uh I had a really cool conversation with a guy named Derek. He wasn't going to come. He's wrestling with things in his own life. And and then, you know, just making the, con- the, the short conversation. Hopefully I just didn't fuck up this recording by trying to dust off my monitor and push a button. That was dumb. Just leave it alone, Tosh. Um, <clears throat> the short of the conversations with him was like he just wasn't, wasn't going to come because I project a certain image or persona um, you know, Marine, um, rough, tough, maybe closed-minded. I, I don't know, like a whole bunch of things that he was telling me that how he received me based off of not knowing me but one Zoom call and then what my digital footprint is in that in that sphere, right? And it, I turned him off and he didn't want to come. And, um, you know, fortunate that Camille, who runs the program on the TMS side, she's an amazing, amazing human, just an amazing human. Um, she's like, no, just, he's not like that. You just, just give him a chance. And she convinced him to come. And uh, it took like a day or so, and then he finally just started opening up, and we had some just great, wonderful conversations and connection, and he was sharing with some things I've been thinking about, like, okay, how do I manage, how do I manage better the perception I'm giving off towards others so that they receive me in a way that opens them up to invite them into whatever it is I'm trying to offer instead of closing them down. And it's been interesting for me to think about. I want to, I want to take it on board and do, do some of the things that he suggested and just be more aware of it. And it's important, but, uh, yeah, it was just really cool. I was just really grateful that he gave me the opportunity, gave me the benefit that I gave me the chance to get to know me better, differently than just on the surface. And what's funny is that's a lot of the co- leadership conversations that we talk about with um, 
when I'm presenting the material about trying to get people to just put away their assumptions or put away their initial interpretations of things and just resource more information and get more well-rounded and open up your mind and be, have more perspective and not letting what you know or what you think you know get in the way of actually knowing more or better or different. And it was just really cool for him to give that to me in a totally different context, but for me, for us together, him and I as a team, you know, and I just, I've been thinking about that. And well, so, you know, like two weeks of just talking about, I'm tired of talking about leadership, leadership, leadership. And it just sounds so intimidating. It gets exhausting. It's just like, uh, all I want to hear more buzzword leadership. And it's like, yeah, but I really try to distill it down into something different. It's just, the basics of just not sucking at life, right? Like, that's all leadership is. It's just not sucking at life. And, um, but man, I'm so tired of talking about it. But at the same time, I can't stop thinking about it. And uh, one of the, I guess where I wanted to go with this conversation today was um, as I'm thinking out loud and processing, like, <clears throat> um, what, it, what, what drives me, right? Why? Like drives me whether it's as a leader or what's made me successful as a leader or or what do I think about if I try to distill it and get rid of all of this, you know, cliche conversation, cliche talk or, you know, whatever professional jargon everybody's using and it's like what what really just boil it down, Tosh, and what is it? And it's it's like, yeah, it's not sucking at life. That's a huge part of it. Um But like I started I, I talked to him because I was getting frustrated with him one night. Because we're here to do leadership stuff, and and a handful of them just so selfish about individual letting just some petty little individual thing just pull them out of being something bigger for the group, and and, uh, and there's more to it, but and, and it was nothing like antagonistic, but I just like found it weird, right? Like a whole group of people here to do leadership stuff and be leaders and be better leaders, yet half of them end up just kind of withdrawing and cocooning and not giving two shits because well they're tired and it's dark out, and it's like yeah, what what more better perfect place to practice the art of not sucking is when you're, when you are a little tired and it is dark out, you know, that's how I, I just look and you can observe the difference between people that get it and don't. But I went off on a tangent that night and it was telling them something that I believe in. I've been thinking about a lot and it's like, what drives you as a leader? It's just this, this concept, this thing, this internal thing of just, Genuinely wanting to get picked on your team. That's all I want. That's what drives me. I want to be picked on your team. It's not a fear of missing out thing. It's a, well, how do I want to describe it? It's like, yeah, hey, I want, I don't need to be the first one picked to be on your dodgeball team, but I don't want to be the last one picked. But either way, the most important thing is that I get picked. You know what I mean? Like I get picked. I want to. I want to get picked to be on your dodgeball team. I want to get picked to, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is in life for whatever reasons. I want. I want you to pick me. And what, what does that mean? What does that entail? It's like, well, hey, I want you to call me if you want to go to the movies. I want you to want to text me when you get engaged. I want you to want to call and talk to me when. When you get a promotion, I want you to call me up to help you hang curtains. I want you to pick me on your team if we're going to play best ball at a golf tournament. Like, I don't know. I don't care anything and everything. I just want you to pick me. 
I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy that like, uh, no, we don't want him on our team because he's an asshole or because he's arrogant or because he's obstinate or because he doesn't play well with others or because he's just a douchebag or because he is dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, I want to be the person that gets picked because I'm smart. I'm, I'm passionate. I'm courteous. I'm kind. I'm decent. I'm thoughtful. I'm competent. I'm skillful, talented, brave, whatever it is. Like I, that's what drives me. I think, I think about that. That's what drives my actions. You know, what am I, if, what am I doing right now is how I'm acting. Is this, conducive to me building capability whether it's personal capability or relationship capability with others like for people to appreciate me you know I just want to be picked that's it's kind of how I'm when I think about it it's that simple what am I and you know what Richard Richard from Mindful Badge says like how is what I'm doing right now serving me well is it serving me well? Like, how am I acting? How am I treating others? How am I thinking? How am I behaving? How am I learning? Like, is it serving me well? Serving me well to do what? Serving me well to fill personal needs? Yeah, maybe, I suppose. You can't discount that. But at a bigger level, it's to help others to be part of the big picture of the team. You know? I'm not... I think about certain people that, in my life here and there and they're so fucking competitive why are they competing with me why are they making it that I want to compete with them like fuck that I'm not interested in that I'm not in a competition with anybody and and it's like okay so you listen to yourself listen to yourself talk to us like you're not in competition but you want to get picked that means you want to be better than other people but like no I'm not I'm not trying to be better than anybody else I'm trying to be a better me a good, solid me. If, if anything, I'm in competition with my worst self or my least self, not anybody else. For all I care, you can, unlimited number of people on your team, like pick whoever, I just want to be on that team. You pick Joe and Jim and John and Will and Jeff and Susan and Kristen. Like, I don't pick them all. I don't care. I just want to get picked too. I'm not competing with them because there's only 10 spots and you can't, that's not how I'm looking at it. Are there certain situations where that might be the case? Sure, like, you know, but just I just want to get picked. That's what drives me. Treating people the way you treat them, strangers. Like you know what? Like I might not even know who I am, and they just be like, you know what? Like there might be in a situation. Man, I sure wish I had that dude that was wearing that that rogue hat. I wish I wish I could have him here with me right now. He'd make me feel better. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I think about leadership. I think about that. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't have anything to do with trying to be nice so people pick you because they like you. Like, that's superficial. I'm talking about the, like, the no shit get picked. Oh, well, I like that guy, or he gives me what he wants, or he buys me gifts, or he's fucking handsome, or whatever. It's all superficial bullshit. Not to say that it's not important or valuable, but, but only to the degree that it is important or valuable. And it's like, there's people that have, fuck Tosh, fuck Tosh. What I know when push comes to shove, they'll pick me on their team. I want to be that guy, too. Fuck that guy. He's a dick. Well, am I really a dick, or do I just not pleasing you in a way that you need to be pleased because you're just not as emotionally involved or developed or something? 
because you had something going on. But like the reality is, you know, you want me on your team. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of getting picked I'm talking about. I'm not trying to shine you or or buy you presents or blow you or something so that you pick me. Because that's not a that's not an authentic pick. So I don't know. Maybe there's more to talk about with that. Maybe there's not. There is in my head, but I feel like I get redundant if I keep going with it. But um, anyways, start thinking about leadership and what it is to be leaders and what drives you and how do you process this or that. And I hear so much bullshit, bogus stuff out there. It's like, okay, if you're going to point your finger and call that shit bogus, why is it bogus? And be able to back it up, right? Like, I heard, I saw another great quote. You're the sum of your actions, not your words. Who you are is the sum of your actions, not your words, your behaviors, something like that. And I just like that. That's that whole, um, let your actions speak so loudly I cannot hear your words. Is that Ralph Waldo Emerson quote again? But um, I just thought it was a cool, different way of phrasing that. Um, Anyways, small talk. Small talk, get back in the groove. I'm feeling better. Gotta push it. We'll work out tonight, no matter what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a nice workout in and just feel feel how I feel. But man, what, what's what this is all about? Not get through it. Hope everybody's well. Hopefully, we still got some followers or not. It's good just to hear myself talk. I think this is just trying to get motivated again about writing the book. Connor and I are digging back in and just trying to get pushing forward on it. So. Anyways, thanks for listening, and I hope everybody's well. And, uh, yeah, just shut the fuck up, man. Just hit end. All right, man, talk to you next week.